Many of us, our children feel like we are old school, right? They feel like, yeah, we don't understand what is going on right now, as if we were never children. Times come and go, but God's values are timeless. This is something we need to let them understand, that we understand how they feel, what they're going through. Don't assume that all your children will be like the first one. So if you study your first child, you shouldn't just say, well, just, I'm going to apply the same thing, you know, to the rest of them down the line. You have to take time to study each child's personality, get into their world, and then, you know, make your child your friend. We must introduce our children to God. We must impart to them the faith that we have so that they can carry on with that faith, so that they can know God for themselves and make, you know, sound choices even when we are not there. So that we teach them to be able to, you know, kind of stand on their own. And because they know that you are a praying parent, they can always call you. Your child, it's a delight for your child to send you a prayer point. For your child to say, mom or dad, please pray about this. Oh, I'd like you to pray about this boyfriend or this girlfriend that I'm thinking about. Um, I can't make up my mind who to go with. You know, some of us, when we hear such things, we just shout, we flip, because we're like, at what age are you having a boyfriend? Do, 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 do. And you see, at that point in time, you practically almost just lose that child. First of all, you have to even be thankful that your child can ask you to pray about certain things. No matter how bizarre it looks, first of all, thank God that your child has that relationship with you, that your child has that courage to say, Mom, please pray about this. There are some things that you're going to hear and you just for maturity's sake not appear shocked or shout or scream because you're surprised to hear even that kind of prayer point. You see, but that's the reason why you're even supposed to pray in the first place. Hallelujah. So we have to go about it the God way. Many times these children don't know their right from their left. And we assume that they know a lot of things. Well, how can you assume they know a lot of things when you have not even taught them, you know, some of these things? And you know, when we talk about things that um, they come across on the internet, like pornographic materials and all that, look, you won't even believe it. Some days ago, um, someone threw out something on Facebook and said, look, look at this site, and this is just terrible. And that website, you know, um, 
I can't remember it well, but it had Disney in it. Honestly, it had something www.disneyporn.com or something like that. So maybe if you dis Google Disney and the word Disney and porn, maybe you'll see certain things. Absolutely shocking. All, if not most of the Disney um, cartoon characters, favorite characters that these children have, you know, the Alice in Wonderland, Archie, oh no, the Flintstones, and all of that, you wouldn't believe it. They were just, <laughs> I just can't even explain it. They were naked, have naked, you know, and funny enough, they, they were just pictures of these cartoon characters just in the very act. It was really, really disgusting. And that night, it was actually even in the middle of the night, I just saw that and that email that was about 4 a.m. I couldn't go back to sleep. I just said, yes, I have to pray. And this is getting out of hand. Because when a child sees that, an eight-year-old, we think it's okay because the characters there, you know, playing out this pornographic acts, the characters there are their favorite characters. They're their favorite characters. So I'm like, this is so sad. This is so Disney may not have anything to do with it. They need to check it out. I mean, if somebody's using their characters that they've probably you know, already trademarked, using them on a pawn site just to um, win children over. And when children get hooked on this, it will take God for them to be delivered when they get hooked on it. So what is the remedy? Talk to your child before your child encounters this kind of things. Many times you find out that your child has already gotten the snake bite, the shock treatment before you wake up and start saying that, oh, where did you get this material, blah, blah, blah. And that child may have gone very far. So you need to talk about these things up front, okay? You need to discuss these things with your child as early as possible, okay? I talk to my daughter, I tell her, do you, have you seen anything pop up on the internet? Maybe you are researching your schoolwork or whatever. Say, oh yes, yeah, some games pop up. Say, uh, they're trying to sell some games. No, no, no. Things like pornographic things. Mm, okay. This is it. If you see anything like that, you have to just close it immediately and you have to tell me, okay? And, you know, because I said some children see that and they keep dwelling on it and dwelling on it and before they know it, they become addicted because in the first place, they didn't know that it was wrong. Love them. Show them affection. Give praise. It can never be too much. Okay? It can never be too much. Because at the same time, you also balance it with discipline. Which means when they do what is wrong, when they break the rules, you discipline them, you let them know what they've done is wrong. And there's a reward <laughs> or a punishment for that. And when they do good as well, Praise them, acknowledge and notice. We as adults, we should model um, good behavior, model values to our children. Not just talk about it, not just instruct this, not just give out these commands, but to also live out these instructions ourselves. We should use everyday experiences as springboard for conversation. In the Bible, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says we, have to, we should talk about God's word when we lie down, when we wake up, 
when we are walking, by the way, just in our everyday um, activities. You really don't have to wait till you gather together and have what you call a family devotion or a family altar. And that is good to have times for that. Families that can afford to do it daily, fine, why not? Some do it once a week, twice a month, whatever. You fix a certain time. But you can also take advantage of, you know, just on-the-go moments, um, driving your child to school or being in the same car or train or whatever with your child. Take advantage of those moments. Take advantage of technology, you know. Send a link that is very nice and positive to your child, you know, especially if your child is not even around you anymore. Facebook, um, emails, send out stuff like that to your child. Say, look, check this out, take a look at this, and just bless them with things like that that would, you know, lift their spirits and impact them. We don't have to wait, wait till we can see face to face. Everything doesn't have to be verbal, you know. And the verbal is also good. Use experiences, use opportunities. Sometimes even the movies that they watch or the TV shows they're watching. You can just come in and say, oh, so what did you learn from that? Oh, how, you know, just bring up conversation that will channel them, you know, towards God. Even though in the, in the, in the very scenario you're talking about, it may not look godly, there may not be anything godly there, it may be totally secular, but you may at the end of the day bring out God-given values, you know, from it. Conversation is so important. Share your personal experiences. Share, many of us shy away from sharing our experiences with our children. Share your experiences. You can share where you really missed it and just um, let your child know that that's not the way to go. Let your child know how you turned around, how you corrected the situation. Hold them accountable for their mistakes, you know. Um, involve your child in encouraging other people. Involve them in helping people out of their challenges. Involve them in serving and helping others. It's so important to um, let them notice that there are less privileged people around. There are people who have less things and less love and less comfort than they, than they have. You know, encourage them in that direction to give. Because when they do, it builds their confidence and it makes them feel very responsible. So we are to model these things to them. Model honor, you know. Model self-denial. There are times we need to deny ourselves of certain things in the short run because we know that there are certain things we will get in the long run because of vision, because of passion. There are times where we need to hold on on certain things. And they are watching and they are seeing. Tell them how to have safe relationships, healthy relationships, you know, because it's important for them to know what a healthy relationship really is about, you know. If someone is their friend, the person is not supposed to be calling them names, terrible names, making them feel bad, you know. So encourage them to open up and advise them. My eldest son is temperamental just like me. He gets angry at the slightest provocation. 
and sometimes beats up his younger one. Whenever I discipline him, he talks back and says, I got it from you, mom. <laughs> How does a parent handle this? The child will simply mirror what you're doing. So you cannot say the child should stop being angry when you still persist in being angry. This one says, I have a four-year-old daughter that is fond of throwing tantrums. I've counseled her several times, but all to no avail. How do I deal with this before it gets out of hand? Four-year-old trained tantrums. Okay, I think I'll use myself as an example. When my son was four, he was fond of throwing tantrums and wanting to have his way. Mm. So what I developed, I now had a corner. Then I called it naughty corner, but now I won't call it naughty corner. I call it correction corner. Mm. So I tell him to sit in the corner. Then I'll stay with him, just not too far from him. Of course, he will try to get away from the corner, and I'll sit him back in the corner. We did that over a long time, and he now came to know that, guess what? This woman is in charge. Yes. He's not in charge. Because I realized something again about parents. You say something offhandedly. Okay, I'll use a cousin of mine. I was in their house in England. Mm -hmm. And the mother kept on saying, stop it, stop it. Then the son said, all you always say is stop it, stop it, stop it. I felt I very bad <laughs> because she never actually carried out a threat. She'll just say, stop it. I say, stop it. Lost control, no, she has lost control. So you have to make that child know that you are the one in charge. That's right. You can't throw tantrums when you like or how you like. No, 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 no. So when I sit you down there, I mean what I'm saying. Yes. And I'm going to stay there until you conform. That's right. So after some time, the boy just gave up. And he took the corner as his play corner. He'll start entertaining himself, singing, sleep off in the corner. But I made sure he stayed in that corner. So really, a child throwing tantrum is just wanting to assert him or herself that I'm the one in charge. But the mother has to make sure that the child knows yeah. who is in charge. Because if you don't curb it, you'll be embarrassed. Oh, yes, outside. And, you know, you really won't be able to tell when the embarrassment will stop. Mm -hmm. Because the child will make sure that he disgraces <laughs> you anywhere. when you're really yes. in the moment, you know. So... Yes. Um, um, we just just learn from that. Stand your ground. Do what you say you will do. Yes. You yes, say you're going to. You say this is the punishment for this. Follow, Follow through. Yes. Yes. Follow through. Let there be boundaries. Yes. Be in charge. Yes. Our yes. children need to know that we are in charge, just yes. like you yes. said. Yes. Okay. Now he says, how do you help a child going in and out of depression? Going in and, and out, out of depression. Of depression. To see a child. Hmm. That child must. Depression. Yes. The child has to. It depends. So because a child. What's the age of the child? And you have to study the environment around that child. What is putting the, the causing the depression? Is it school? Is the child being bullied in school? Is the child, does the child have a low self-esteem? You know, because now in this day and age, unfortunately, a lot of children are obese, obesity. And I realize one of the problems is that that child ends up with a low self-esteem and then going to, goes into depression. So you have to find out what is really causing, causing that depression. It. Is it from the parents' aspect? Is, home? is the home? Is the home going through challenges? Is there um, the mother and the father? You know, you really have to research around you. You might have to take the child to a counselor. To a counselor. And a Christian yes. counselor, Christian psychologist, people who yes. are trained mm -hmm. in this area. They will be able to ask 
ask your child the right, the right questions. questions. Yeah. You may, there may be a session where you'll be with your child, but then there'll be a session where you will you not be not with the child. You may have to stay outside the yes. door. Yes. And the counselor will be alone with the yes. child because you might be part of the you depression. You might be the, you don't the cause of the depression. And the child may not want to open up. That's right. But the important thing is that you want answers. You want mm -hmm. your child to be free. Mm -hmm. More than you wanting to know what, you know, but mm -hmm. you want your child to be free. Mm -hmm. So um, through prayer as well, the prayer I think would probably also lead you to the right place. Yeah. Not where do I get help from this yes. child? It may be a book. It may be some, it may that will just be a key. And that, that will hit yes. it on the head. And that's the function okay. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because really, when we, the Bible says the Holy Ghost is our helper, yeah. you get to a point you don't really know what to do. Hmm. You don't even know the cause of what is going on. Lord, I need your help. Holy Ghost, show me. Knows show me exactly where this it. challenge is. Because it might even be just like you said, the challenge with you. You might be the cause of the depression. Maybe some utterances. Because some people don't watch what they say to their children. You might be saying something that is actually depressing a child. You keep on knocking on the wrong thing. You hammer on the same thing over and over some again. And some children are very sensitive. And the child will come up and say, and my mom hates me. And you wonder, how come? You're shocked. But maybe there's something you've been saying wrong over time that doesn't just go right with that mm. child. So if he has the Holy Ghost to help you and help you to look inwards and help you to look around you, the Holy yeah. Ghost will definitely show you yes. where the challenge is. I believe from. so. Yes. Um, he says, how do I deal with it? How do you deal with a strong-willed child? Similar. strong-willed child wants to assert his or herself. And you that just, is. you just, it, another thing I know is, it takes time. As a parent, you should not be lazy. And don't give up it's too worth. soon. You have to stand your ground and you have to know that that is more important than whatever. Maybe you have to go to a function or something mm. and your child is acting up. You better forget about that function so and good. stay with that child until that child conforms. That's what I so would do. So that in future you can go for all the you, functions oh, you want yes. to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, my husband used to say, somebody has to cry now. Is that your child cries now or you will cry later? And I told myself I'm not going to cry. Cry later. No. So no, that no, child no. has to conform. I'm going to cry. Mm -mm. Okay. Now, it says, how do you evaluate your child's emotional, mental, and spiritual growth? Wow. That emotional, might take a parenting. Mental. That might take going for a seminar. <laughs> yeah. And spiritual growth. Um, emotional, mental, and spiritual growth. Emotional. Emotional is age-dependent. Age, yeah. Is age-dependent. certain behaviors that Yes, yeah, certain behaviors at certain ages. And uh, you have to have an idea of how a child is supposed to behave as, at a certain stage. If you have a 10-year-old child now behaving like a 4-year-old, hmm. then there's an emotional imbalance. Yes. So, yes. and then another thing I like to chip in is emotionally, when we have different children, they all have different emotional makeup. Hmm. Please don't compare children. children. Hmm. Don't compare. Maybe you raised your first child and your first child is about 7 before you had the second one and you had it very easy raising the first one. Maybe the emotional component or constituent is different. So you have to study a child and know how that child is. Some children love um, accolades. Some children don't really mind if you're not really there. Some, you have to be there at their school function. Some, they don't really, they will understand. Languages. Yes. Mm. So their love languages are quite different. So you as a parent, you have a duty to study your child yeah. and know the love language. Yes. I know the love languages of all my children. Oh, I know the one that loves the word of affirmation. Mm -hmm. You have to affirm him you're doing well, well done. And that brings out the best, the best in him. Mm -hmm. I know the ones that want you to just listen. 
mommy, I need time out with you. And don't tell that child that's the time you want to go somewhere or do something. No, she wants to speak with you. She's going to tell you everything. But the first one won't tell you everything. Mm -hmm. You have to prod and probe and, you mm. know. So emotionally, you have to actually study a child you have. Mm. Mentally, mentally has to do with education. And, uh, you know, you watch, you should be involved in your child's school. You should know what the child does in class. Interact with the teachers. Yes. Know the kind yes. of child you really have. Because I, I mean, I realize a lot of parents don't even know the child they have. Hmm. My child should know they gave you this mark. There is nothing like give mark. Yeah. Those ones are just helping to augment whatsoever you are putting into the child. Hmm. So you have a duty as a Christian parent, mother, father, to actually instill the right values into exactly. this child exactly. from the word of God. Make them respect. The truth is, if you respect the word of God, God. your child will respect the word of God. I remember one day my <laughs> second child was in school. So they asked her, what is your mommy doing now? Oh, my mommy is praying because she had this habit of coming to sit at my door when she's going and she knows the time I have my quiet time. So she'll sit there and be banging the door subtly to let me know, he said, my mommy is praying. So they now made her the prayer leader in school, and she did well. Yeah. So a child will emulate your spirituality. Right. So if you are a mother giving to prayer, giving to correcting with the word, don't think you'll be a mother at home that you have another lifestyle, mm -hmm. and then you come to church, you have another lifestyle. Mm. Your child is going to reflect the bad lifestyle uh -huh. because it knows you are that's simply it. faking it. That's so spiritually, that is the parent's mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. That's why it's good to... Um, ask them questions, yeah. even from the Bible, from yeah. what they have read. Find out their understanding, you know, um, what they know, what they've gained from what they read. If they don't understand what they've read, or ask them what um, they've been taught in the church, yeah. in yeah. the children's church, yeah. or, you know, wherever faith-based uh, place you, you attend or worship. Don't just assume that they learning there also yes. find yes. out what were you taught to do so what yes. do you understand by that mm -hmm. okay give some oh so what do you know by the fruit of the spirit engage your child so that you can evaluate properly okay um how do you handle it when it's obvious your child prefers you to your spouse or vice versa, or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting yes uh, i think Sometimes, there are stages yeah. in a child's life that they're going to prefer one, one spouse to the, to the other if you're the disciplinarian, the child will probably <laughs> prefer the other, the other spouse to you season, but yeah. for a season. But the time will come, like I used to say, <laughs> I don't really want to be your favorite. That's the truth. But I want to <laughs> do the, the right thing. Yes. yes. I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to be your favorite. Later, you'll come to appreciate Understand. it. So that's the truth. So mm -hmm. I don't think you should feel any kind of envy or, or mm. insecurity no 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 mm -hmm. that mm. child will still come to love you exactly actually the child loves you but will come to relate like you. with you <laughs> like you <laughs> right now the child doesn't like you because you're always because you're the one that you, does the correction you do the correction you notice things the yes. person that notices yes. things the yes. most they're like yes. mm. she's yes, ego-eyed she, <laughs> <laughs> she comes she can literally see through oh, you yes the oh, one yes. that has the time to go through the bags mm -hmm. oh, so what's this whose book is this uh -huh. where did they come the one mm -hmm. asking all the questions because <laughs> I do that a lot. Oh, I know you too yes. as well. We're very hands-on, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. And yeah, sometimes it feels somehow like, hmm. But fast forward just a few years' time, they will come to appreciate. Oh, definitely, yes. Um, when they also become parents, 
Even before they come become parents, they will appreciate us. And even when they become parents, they will keep, come running to you. Like, mm -hmm. How I did you do, do it? That's right. That's right. <laughs> wow, because then they realize how much work had to go in. Um, this one says, how do I influence my child's eating habit between having a balanced diet and eating the food she likes? Between to having influence a balanced your, diet hmm. and eating the food she likes. Influencing your child's eating habits. That's, that's, that's a bit challenging because some kids are really picky. Picking. I think yes. you have to start early. That's it. Introduce you to... Okay, you know, yeah. funny enough, some parents are picky and you condemn certain foods. Your child is going to... Some of us, we are sweet too. If you are sweet too, your child will be... <laughs> that's, that's the truth. So I tell you, you cannot eat when you have some chocolate. When you have some chocolate somewhere. Somewhere. Ah. So really, I think it's more it's of a your, tough one. It's a tough one. But because I personally... I like chocolate once in a while, mm -hmm. and um, I do take them. So mm -hmm. it's going to be difficult for me to say, don't eat Thank chocolate. You. So what I can do is, let's moderate it. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a month I said, we're going to go sugar-free in this house, and mm -hmm. I'm going to champion it. The month of June, precisely, sugar-free. And I wrote it down, and I pasted it where everybody will see it, sugar-free. Goodness me, I was tempted along the way. And they would just come sneaking around, no. No, there's sugar inside that one. No sugar. <laughs> so I had to play along. So I think if we all do it together, if yes. you eat what you want them to eat, they will definitely yeah. join you. So you because, have to be the example. You see, another thing really about training them and bringing them up is that there must be fun times. Yes. There must be fun times because I think you can, your house can just be all dry and boring. You see, you came up with that creative thing. Yeah. And your kids are free enough. Okay, my kids are free enough too with us to be able to say no, but you said this, <laughs> you know, and you just have to humble yourself and admit that, yes, <laughs> you know, children should not be terrified of their parents. Oh, no, no. So they'll notice certain things. Maybe they noticed that you took a sweet drink and they didn't say anything because they're kind of like you're up there. Yes, they know you're an authority, yes. but they must be able to say, but mom, you said. You said no sugar. Because you may have taken that drink and not be conscious that it's you were breaking your yeah, that, that it actually yeah, had sugar. sugar so they must be able to say and then when you look at it and you say oh, okay that's true you're right must be humble enough to say uh, yes yes so yes. you know so it it's it, 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 it must be fun also yes it might be stressful sometimes and challenging and it's work um it's also hard work it's raising hard work. them yes it's hard work. but there are also fun times too yes. and when you need to switch to the discipline side then switch